Welcome to the Legal Technology Review Podcast, powered by the Cyber Advocate. As always, I'm your host, Brian Folk, civil litigator and author of the aforementioned Cyber Advocate blog. And here we are talking about the best new apps for lawyers from September of 2015. The best apps on iOS, Android, and Windows Phone to use in your law practice or to know about as part of your practice of law. Before we start off with the apps, though, I want to remind you, if you enjoy this podcast, please go over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Also, if you also if you feel like you know people who may benefit from this podcast, please feel free to share uh, the link to our podcast or information about it on social media or however you want to with, uh, with anyone you think that might benefit from some of the information we've got. Okay, so let's dive right into the multi-platform apps. And the first entry of the month is actually it's a combination but it's really it's more of a category than an app the two apps that i've listed are adblock browser by ao inc and crystal by dean murphy the adblock browser is available on ios and android for free the crystal uh, app is available only on ios for 99 cents it's necessary for me i think to start with a disclaimer adblock in general has actually created a lot of debate and a lot of controversy recently the the whole concept behind Adblock is that it allows you to browse the internet without ads that are annoying, that drain your device's battery, that are obtrusive, that track your information that you don't want them, and quite frankly, that reduce the, uh, the usability of content. Here's the problem. Does ads pay for the content? Including, by the way, the ads on The Cyber Advocate, my blog. I don't make a profit from The Cyber Advocate. However, there are hosting costs and everything like that that need to be paid, and your viewership doesn't pay for them so much as your seeing and clicking on ads does. For quite a long time, going back to the beginning of radio, there's sort of been this implicit agreement between content providers and users of content that you get the content for free where the providers aren't going to... they're going to be allowed to use advertisements to pay for their services. Well, for the longest time, that worked in a very delicate balance and quite frankly advertisers and some publishers of content have broken the agreement between publishers and users and unfortunately on the internet i mean for example on my blog you you go to those ads and you see that what it really is is i've essentially given space to google and their ad network and they put the ads up i don't select which ads appear i can exercise some influence but when I give that to the Google Ads Network, they control it. You can load down a site, and a lot of sites do it now, with tons of ads, and it destroys the user experience. Obtrusive, data-intensive, and space-hogging ads are now prevalent all over the Internet. And these ads, they technically financially support the content, but in reality, they cause damage to the content by making it unusable and, in a lot of cases, unreadable. I know there's plenty of apps that I go to. I'll get halfway through reading an article and I'll end up having to close it because an app has frozen the entire process in loading or, for some reason, the article automatically sends me to download a freemium app that I'm absolutely not putting on my phone. Those kind of things destroy the user experience. And... Quite frankly, it justifies the rise of ad blockers. So people demanded these things to block ads, and they these two ad blocking apps in particular, the ad block browser and the crystal ad blocking app, they both have a feature where they allow you to block all ads, or you're allowed to block only limited ads, the ones that take up the most data or the ones that use certain tracking cookies. This, in theory, would allow you to say, oh, those sites that use ads that don't bug me that much, that don't slow down you know, my connection that don't hog my battery, I'm still going to allow you to make money in exchange for the free content that you give me. Here's the problem with ad blocking systems as they are. 
what they're essentially doing now is they're creating a paywall instead of being a defender of users. What, what do I mean by that? Well, both Adblock Browser and Crystal have a system where if an advertiser pays them, their ads are quote, whitelisted, end quote, and you can't block them on your ad browser. Well, Crystal's app's creator says that you can still opt out of their system, but Crystal made $75,000 in the first week after it was on the App Store, and apparently that just wasn't enough, But they will, and they will not disclose how much money they're making from these advertising companies. So the question is, is how are these ad block systems any different than ransomware? What they're essentially doing is they're saying, we will allow your ads to get to consumers, but you're going to pay us for the privilege. One of the big things this does is instead of your patronage of sites paying for the content, all it is is paying for this browser that used to be free. In addition, the Adblock browser, which is probably the most popular ad blocking system for platforms out there, it's got 40 million users worldwide. Well, they were just bought by an unnamed new company. You can't find out who bought them. They won't tell you. We do know that the original creator of the Adblock browser, who financed his entire company on donations, has apparently cashed out. He's no longer involved with Adblock at all. So what does this really mean? Well, right now, ad blocking apps may improve your user experience. They may make it more convenient, but you always need to be vigilant and ask yourself the question, are you trading annoying ads now for yet another unaccountable company having access to all of your web browsing data. Remember, when you use an adblock browser, you're essentially using them as a filter that all the all of your data goes going out and coming in goes through. So you've created another Google who can track, store, sell and use your information at the same time making it so that your favorite content sites receive less in ad revenue. I don't entirely disagree with the concept of ad blockers. I want you to strongly consider at least using restricted ones if you do use them. But be wary of these of these browsers and the damage they could potentially cause if you're not vigilant. Okay, lecture over, and I promise now we're not going to proselytize on anything else. The next app on our multi-platform app list is Todoist by Doist, a free update. This is an app available on iOS and Android, and of course they have a great web system as well. Todoist is a to-do list task management system. It's an amazing platform for having a cloud-based task management system. Like I said, they've got platforms for Mac, PC. I think you've got Safari, Chrome, Opera, Firefox, Internet Explorer. All of them have Todoist apps. Well, they had a major design overhaul, changed the logo, added new colors, everything else, but this update is actually more than just fresh paint. It adds several efficiency systems to the apps in the form of three new tools. Quick Add, Quick Comment, and Quick Find. The first, Quick Add, what this does is it actually uses the natural language recognition built into Todoist across all of their platforms and allows you to enter in one text box everything you've got to do in a task. The name of the task, what's being done, when it's being done, and for how long. The natural language processor automatically comes in, highlights the important information, recognizes it, and categorizes each piece of information for you. Quick Comment allows you to attach notes to any task, whether it's a new task or a task already been created. You click the speech bubble, add relevant notes to the task. This is another feature where the natural language recognition comes in and recognizes and recategorizes your information. The final feature is the new Quick Find feature, which is a navigation bar that lets you search for any information in Todoist. Well, more than that, it actually allows you to search in a drop-down that'll include recommendations. It'll include tasks, projects, potential labels, filters, everything that your search brings up will come down in a drop-down menu. In addition to the updates to the iOS and Android app, the web browser 
version itself has received a full overhaul. It is now 100% responsive, which means it's optimized for any screen size. So even if you don't want to use the app, you can still use the Todoist browser version directly from any of your devices. Importantly, it's also been fully integrated with the natural language processor, which before was only available on the mobile devices. If you're looking for a cloud-based to-do system for your law firm, whether you're looking to be able to collaborate with multiple people or if you're looking for something that's available when you're on the go, I would strongly recommend Todoist as the very first task management system to look at before you look to anything else. All right, the next app on our multi-platform list is Outlook Groups by Microsoft. This is a free app for iOS, Android, and Windows Phone. Yes, this might be the very first time I've had a Windows Phone app that was created and updated or updated at the same time as all the other ones. This is a new app for Outlook Groups. The concept of Outlook Groups uh, came about in Office 365, and it's designed to be a collaboration system. Like most things in, in Office, it is a professional work-related system, so a 365 subscription and Outlook Groups is required in order for this app to function, but what this essentially does is allows group communication and collaboration built right into all of your Outlook systems. You have group email, you have collaboration on a shared OneNote notebook, which in my opinion is actually an incredibly useful tool for collaboration. Um, one of the funny things they did is they allow you to like uh, emails and group messages from coworkers because why not? And they also allow you in collaborative documents such as the OneNote notebook or in group messages to use the at mention similar to Twitter. Not entirely sure why they decided that they wanted Outlook groups to have more of a social media emphasis, but especially the like when you consider how it's become such a common part of our language now, I guess I can understand why they did it. You're also able to review and collaborate on other Office 365 documents via Outlook groups. So for collaboration, you've got Word documents, Excel spreadsheets, PowerPoint. If you're away from the office and you need to collaborate on a settlement agreement, you can access Word documents and make changes. You want to update a PowerPoint presentation stored at your office that you need access to while you're at a CLE, go for it. This is a great app for anyone whose law firm currently uses Office 365 and wants to create any form of collaboration. It doesn't even have to be remote collaboration. Remember, simply being able to sit at your computer and access other documents in a platform specifically designed for collaboration gives you a lot more tools than simple document management systems do. All right, that is it for our multi-platform apps. You are listening to the Legal Technology Review Podcast, our best new apps of September in 2015. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Legal Technology Review on the Cyber Advocate. Don't forget to follow all the latest on tools and technology for legal service professionals at www.thecyberadvocate.com. All right, we're back. We're talking apps on the Legal Technology Review podcast. This is the best new apps from September 2015. We've finished with the multi-platform. We're down to we're now on to iOS. And our first app is Invite an app by Microsoft Corporation. It's a free app. This is a calendar slash scheduling slash email app. It's one of Microsoft's garage project apps. We've all had the situation come up where you're there, you need to schedule a meeting with a large number of people, be it a mediation, deposition, just a meeting with your clients. You need to know who's available and when. There are fortunately new tools that have been created that help this. Microsoft wants to get in on that action. That's what Invite is. Using your existing contacts list, you create a new event. You name it, you list in the event some suggested dates, 
times and locations. Then you go into your contacts list and you pull out all the people that you want to invite to this meeting and you hit send. It sends a notification to each one of those contacts and gives them the ability to essentially check the boxes where they're available and where they would you know, be able to meet. Once that request gets sent out, you can view on your homepage all of your upcoming calendar appointments. You can also see each of the invites that, have, that are still outstanding, that have not been responded to yet. Once everyone has responded, you get information about everyone's availability and the recommended locations. You can set the appointment and it links to everyone else's calendar and saves them there. Right now it's a fairly basic and new app, uh, but it promises some improvements in the future. But it is also an intuitive and easy to understand and easy to operate tool. For those of you who are not interested in using Microsoft Invite, I would strongly also suggest you check out Doodle. It's a web-based system, similar for calendaring and scheduling systems like this. And guess what? They're free. Okay, the next app on our list for iOS is Ask Legal Shield by Shake. Now, many of you may know Legal Shield as one of the largest providers of prepaid legal services in the U.S. If you don't know Shake, you will soon. Shake came out with an app, the Shake app, uh, a couple years ago, that is essentially a contract creation app. It allows you to automatically generate and submit contracts for signature. Well, uh, earlier this year, they announced that they were going to team up uh, and collaborate on projects, which brought uh, Legal Shield's nationwide network of prepaid lawyer services and Shake's technological innovation together. And this is the first result, pocket-sized legal service. What this app allows you to do is you get answers to basic legal questions, including can I collect child support from an out-of-state parent? Or what are the advantages of a limited liability company? Or how can I get a divorce in this state? Or what should I do for a DUI? They're basic questions, and while I'm sure that the responses are designed very specifically so that they're not violating uh, any rules of professional conduct, I'm sure that will be challenged at some point. The interesting part is the next step. If anyone needs any help beyond that, Ask Legal Shield will recommend one of Legal Shield's attorneys in their network for you to go see. I'm not a member of Legal Shield's network, but this seems like, if this sounds a little bit like what Avo does, you're probably not wrong. And as a free app that offers basic legal advice, this is a, it is a, it's a unique concept and it's likely to generate some both press and business. Okay, next app, Paper by 53 Inc. This is a free app and it's an update. Paper uh, started as an app for doodles and sketches. They uh, were iPad only and they were the first company to create a, a really good stylus for the iPad. They called it, of course, Pencil. Basically what Paper was for is for you know jotting hand notes, making little drawings, diagrams, sketches, anything like that. With this update, Paper is completing a major shift in focus. Instead of being just a doodle app, they want to be the home of your ideas of your notes, of your lists. Using their interface now, they've expanded to iPhone, so you now have the identical app on iPhone and iPad. You can use the stylus, you can use your hand, you enter notes, draw pictures, write notes, take photographs, any combination, and store them in notebooks. You can also quickly convert a list of ideas into tomorrow's check-the-box to-do list. You can add a handwritten note to an important photograph. It's not as detail-oriented as Evernote, but it is an effective note-taking app and for lawyers if you really really need feel you need a handwriting app you should take a look at using paper and their stylus pencil the system is designed for easy handwritten notes and on your iPad it is an incredibly effective system alright our next app on the iOS is Google Keep by Google Inc 
While paper might not be ready at the moment to challenge Evernote and OneNote, Google, on the other hand, has never had an issue with that. Uh, about two years ago, Google released Google Keep on Android only, and it is their version of note-taking and organization, and it finally comes to iOS. Designed to be a one-stop shop for collecting and organizing your thoughts, including notes from around the internet and websites that you use, Google Keep allows you to capture information, be it notes, be it web pages, clippings, pictures, audio, and share it on any device wherever you are. It can link to Android, iOS, and anywhere Google Keep is on where you have web access. Information is stored on post-it style notes in different colors, categorized, and searchable. You're also even able to share notes for collaboration, and you can share notes for collaboration, which means you can share checklists, you can share photos, you can share audio if you have a dictation that needs to be done, or if you need just, you know, notes and memos to get to somebody. It also has time and location-based reminders, so that means that you can notify yourself to you can remind yourself to file that motion if you're near the courthouse. You can remind yourself when you're leaving the courthouse that when you get back to your office, you have to send an email. You can also remind yourself that when you're driving by Hallmark, you need to pick up a card for your wife to give her for your anniversary. It's just a good idea. Will Google Keep challenge Evernote and OneNote? Well, it's tough because it took a while for Google Keep to get here. All right, our next app for iOS is CardFlow Plus by Crayon at $7.99. Crayon is a company that is focused on making apps that uh, emphasize creativity. Well, this one's interesting because it's all about index cards. What is it about index cards that are so helpful? Well, it's their size. You can use them for a lot of things. Before everyone went digital, you quiz yourself. You've got a test in a language exam. You make flashcards. If you're giving a speech, you make note cards. You want to organize things. You want to organize a, a series of uh, items, be it names, you want to create a seating chart, anything. Index cards were great. Well, CardFlow Plus is a note-taking app that uses an index card-based approach. Create cards with notes, lists, sketches, photos. Uh, hey, you can even create photos of real index cards and put those on your CardFlow index cards. One of the best features, though, about CardFlow Plus is is that you have a, both a note app and a wide view app. You can stand back. So for attorneys who are visual people like me, I, if you love using a whiteboard because you're able to draw out your ideas, you will love CardFlow on your iPad. Zoom out and see, the, see all your index cards on the table and be able to flip and organize them as you need to, just like you could standing at your office desk. An app that even though it's a, the cost of the app may be a little bit prohibitive for some, but it's amazing to think that $8 would be expensive when it comes to software. All right, now for our honorable mentions. Our first is OneNote by Microsoft, which received an update this month. The update is primarily for iOS 9, uh, allows your OneNote, which is a great note-taking app, to access split screen for multitasking. Now imagine this, you're using OneNote, which is a note-taking app, and you're taking notes on what you see on a website, or what you see in a document, or what you're watching on a video. Now you're able to use the split screen features on your iPad to have the notes open on one side, and the web browser or image or video open on the other. You can read the article, watch the video, and take notes at the same time. Another major part of the update is what they call, quote, slide over. This is a sidebar that allows you to, when you have an app open, you can slide open the OneNote sidebar and write down notes and ideas in your OneNote notebooks without ever leaving the other app. Not quite as good as a side-by-side, -side, but still good for something that spurs a quick idea. Additionally, you can now use the spotlight search for your phone and Included in any spotlight search will be results from your OneNote entries. Uh, unfortunately, the split screen is only available if you have an iPad Air 2 for now. Hopefully, that'll be changing soon. Our next app on the honorable mentions, Password Chef by Naranja Studios. It's an app for $2.99, and this is an app that helps you come up with stronger passwords. How? Well, the whole concept here is that passwords are important, yet a pain in the ass. 
Why? Because the stronger a password is, the harder it is to remember. The easier password is to remember, the less secure it is. Well, what Password Chef does is it helps you come up with a recipe for your passwords using a series of options. For example, the first letter in the password, or for example, in your recipe, you could have the first vowel in a site name, the number of characters in a site name, the first three consonants in a site name. And what you do is you put these in order, and therefore every website you go to that requires a password this is what your password. You have a Reddit password. That means that the first vowel is, say, your first letter of your password is E. The number of characters, six. First three consonants, R, D, D. So E6, R, D, D. That's just the first three entries on your recipe. You can use this to also check your password strength to make sure you have enough in your recipe. One of the coolest aspects of it, though, is you can create a secret code, which is a code that is not stored on your device that you know, be it a name, a number, whatever, that is added on to the end of every recipe. That means that even if someone were to manage to get your recipe to know how you come up with your passwords, they wouldn't know your secret code. So if your recipe was horses at the end of your Reddit passwords, you already have E6RDD horses, and that's your password. Password Chef will check your password strength to make sure that it's secure enough. You'll have a password that is easy to recall. Since all of the websites will use the same recipe, but because of the nature of the recipes, you're not allowed to create a recipe that would result in the same password being used on any two of the top 200 websites available. Additionally, the app itself is password protected. Okay, our next app on the honorable mentions is TweetBot4 by TapBots. Currently $4.99, down from the regular price of $9.99. This is the newest version of TweetBot. If you use Twitter regular, especially Twitter lists, you need this app. Prior to this update, TweetBots was most functional on an iPhone. It was never fully functional on the iPad. That's changed. The iPad, in addition to being fully functional, it gets the split-screen multitasking mode that you get with the side-by-side view. Uh, they've also added a stats and activity tab that shows you your new followers, retweets, and favorites. And the homepage allows you to reply to any recent tweets directly from the notification. Twitter is a phenomenal tool for news gathering, for communication, and for finding out new information. But one of the worst parts about Twitter is that its mobile platforms simply weren't as good as some of the other social media sites. TweetBot fixed that, and TweetBot 4 is the best iteration of their system. All right, well, that's it for iOS app updates in the this edition of Best New Apps. You're listening to Legal Technology Review Podcast. Stick around, and we'll be talking about Android. <laughs> enjoying this podcast head over to itunes look up the legal technology review and leave us a rating and review while you're there you can go ahead subscribe to the legal technology review podcast and never miss an episode or any of the great information on tools and technology for legal service professionals all right we're back we're here to talk about the android apps released in september of 2015 the first Android Pay by Google Inc. This is a free app replacing Google Wallet. Now, it's kind of weird with what Google did here is they have a new app called Wallet, but it doesn't do what the old app Wallet did. That's what Android Pay does. So, yeah, just hope you understand that. Android Pay is Google's NFC tap and pay system. NFC is near field communication. And if you don't know, it's what allows you to transmit information between two devices within a few centimeters. So basically, this is Apple Pay, but it's Android Pay. It's very simple. Using Android Pay, you load your credit cards, debit cards, store rewards cards, even gift cards. And any place that accepts NFC payment, all you do is take out your phone and tap it, and payment is done. Transactions use tokens, so your vendor never gets your credit card. Imagine if this had been in place a few years ago and Target got hacked and all they got were a bunch of tokens that didn't give debit card numbers out. 
one thing about Android Pay is that you will need to have a lock screen and password in place to use it, which, if you don't already, give your phone to your child and tell them to secure it for you. Uh, Android Pay is important in a lot of ways, and all lawyers should know about it. If you accept NFC payments, this is better. More of your clients can pay you. Uh, beyond that, you should know about the security of finances on your phone. All right, next app on the list for Android is Send by Microsoft Corp. Uh, it's an email app that is currently in beta. Send uh, launched on iOS a couple months ago, and it's another one of the Garage Project apps. This just became available for Android in beta. The thing you should know about Send is that it seeks to combine the best parts of text messaging with the best parts of email. It's an idea of streamlining your email process. They strip the subject line, strip the signature line, and your emails ins instead basically go directly to your contacts section. If you need to send a quick email to someone in your address book, this is much easier than opening up your email app, looking them up on your contacts list, looking up their email address, sending everything with a subject line, signature line. It's a less formal system. It's somewhere between text messaging and email. And it's really good for especially in-office communication or just doing a quick correspondence with somebody. However, you should also probably know about it just in case your clients use this as their email system. And if, you're any, if your experience is anything like mine, they already don't treat email as seriously as they need to. This would probably make them treat it less seriously. Make sure your clients are aware that this is an email just like any other email. All right, next app, Google My Business by Google Inc. This is a free app, and this is an update. Uh, it's only available on Android right now. It'll be available on iOS soon. If you advertise online at all, you need to be aware of this app. If you're like most law firms, your practice is local. So local search in Google is critical. Well, Google My Business allows you to manage your business's info on your local search, including Google Search, Google Maps, and Google+. Uh, using this app, you can make updates to posts, updates to your profiles, and critically, you can manage and respond to reviews. <laughs> Although, make sure you're following your uh, state's ethical guidelines when doing so. The newest update allows you to restrict your changes to a certain zip code or a certain radius geographically, critical for law firms who are trying to reach a very specific area with certain information. You can see all of your profiles and see how they're doing with additional insights and feedback, including how people are getting to your site, where you come up on a Google search, and what searches people are using to find your profile. Use this app to optimize your local search results. It is critical in the era of online research. People look for lawyers online. Make sure how you appear online is how you want to appear. All right, next app for Android is PixPass by Vijay Sharma. This is a free app. This is another one of our password managers. Well, not really. This is a password generator. Uh, passwords are hard to remember when they're complex. If, if your password is easy to remember, your password is easy to hack. So how do you make complex passwords that aren't impossible to remember, especially when you're on the go? Well, PixPass allows you to generate complex passwords linked to a series of images that you choose. These images are chosen for whatever password you're generating. So if, you know, Wells Fargo makes you think of Fargo, North Dakota, you can have a picture of William H. Macy appear and that be, you know, part of your way of getting into Wells Fargo but however you want to. So whatever combination of photos you want to use helps you generate an easy-to-remember password that doesn't require knowing all the digits of those complex passwords. Uh, it's not stored on your phone. PixPass app, as an app wants to help you generate strong, secure passwords that are easier to remember. It's an innovative and unique approach, and if you're interested in adding additional security to your passwords, which, by the way, you always should be, give it a shot. All right, our next app for Androids is Fax Plus by Soft Expert Inc. This is a free app. This app seeks to bridge the gap between your fax machine and your mobile device, which, by the way, is a gap that is increasing daily. Basically, what you're able to do is to take a scanned document or PDF, a stored PDF or an image and send it to any fax machine 
worldwide. You can use files stored locally, you can use files, you can link to Dropbox, Google Drive, Box, and a growing list of document management systems, or you can use a scanner app to simply scan documents into PDF format and fax that way. You choose the file, you choose the country, you enter the fax number, you hit send. There's a flat fee uh, charge per fax. You can buy them in packages, and it works like a fax. You get a delivery status update in your app, or once something's been delivered, you get a notification and a file showing what time it was delivered. The flat rate fee is for a fax anywhere, which, by the way, includes international fax. It's cheaper than phone service for your fax, but more importantly, it's cheaper than a fax machine. It's got simple and basic design, but this app actually helps make it easy to use and increases the functionality. Lawyers, we are obsessed with faxes. We need to send them for a variety of reasons, and yes, the rules of professional conduct have a lot to do with that. There's also things like HIPAA, which According to HIPAA, a fax is a secure transmission. We still use it so much that you need to be able to send faxes electronically. And with and with your clients looking to cut costs everywhere, here's a major one. You can invest in the Fax Plus without having any overhead cost and save your client money without cutting into the amount of your fee. All right, that's it for our regular apps. Time for the honorable mentions. First, Move to iOS by Apple Inc. This is a free app that helps you move to Apple. Um, if nothing else, you should know about this app just to know to go on the uh, Play Store, look at this app, and just read some of the 30,000 one-star reviews that this app has gotten. Uh, it's a lot of really entertaining commentary. You know what? If you need a break, it's funny. What this app really does is it essentially it secures all of your information on your Android phone so that it, it is transferred both completely and securely to your new Apple iPhone. How does it do it? Well, it secures your contacts, message history, photos, videos, web bookmarks, email accounts, and calendars and then it sets up a private Wi-Fi connection from your new iPhone. Only devices with access to this Wi-Fi network are your iPhone and your Android phone. Once all the information is transferred, the updated information appears on your new iPhone and you're set and ready to go. So if you are, uh, it's a free app, so if you find that you're in the market for a new phone and you switch from Android to iPhone, there's absolutely no reason not to use this app. All right, next on our list of honorable mentions is Drive Mode by Drive Mode Inc. This is a free app that is an eyes-free app. Basically, Drive Mode is there to make sure that you can access and use your phone without needing to look at it. It's got a no-look interface that allows you to access your phone, your music, your navigation, your text messages, and no, with, without having to spend money to update your, your car or your phone. You don't have to have the, the specific phone that GM is partnered with for whatever car they're selling next month. It works with anything with a Bluetooth connection. Connected to your phone, it'll work with Google Maps, works with Waze, it works with your music player, it works with Spotify. It'll read out your text messages. It even learns the, your most likely uh, destinations for travel, and you can and it allows you to program certain people while you're driving. Phone calls will not come through. Instead, they'll receive an automatically generated message. If you're a lawyer that drives a lot, this app or an app like it is something you need to invest in. Distracted driving is far too dangerous. All right. Well, that's it for our Android apps this month. You're listening to the Legal Technology Review on the Cyber Advocate. We'll be right back. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Legal Technology Review on any of your favorite podcast apps or over at iTunes. Just search for Legal Technology Review or The Cyber Advocate. Also, don't forget, you can get all the information on the latest tools and technology for legal service professionals at www.thecyberadvocate.com. Thanks for sticking around. Time for Windows Phone updates. We only have one app this month uh, to go over, and it's Slack by Slack Technologies, and technically this is a beta. 
Uh, Slack is a cross-platform collaboration system that it really has become the darling of small business and startups in the past couple of years. What it is is it's a sharing and communication system. File sharing, group messaging, private messaging. There's a lot of other things that you're able to do with it, though. You've got a built-in a reminder system. You have time zone reminders. In fact, you can send messages to people like emails, but if they're in a different time zone, it'll remind you that they may still be asleep. I think that if it's, if they're your boss, they may appreciate it. Uh, if you're trying to wake them up because you're their boss, then you can ignore the notification and send it anyways. You can even use it to subscribe your group to articles in an RSS feed. It's a great collaboration system. So this the Windows Phone app is it is a beta, so they're they're trying to fix and add new things right now. They do have file sharing, group messaging, the central uh, command control environment. It's, like I said, a great app for staying on the same page, and now Slack is finally available to Windows Phone users. Okay, that is it for our best new apps from September of 2015. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please go and give us a rating and review on iTunes. There will be no new episode next week, but come back to us in two weeks, and we'll have uh, the on-demand audio for with the creator of a very interesting new system for rating your website. I'm Brian Folk. You've been listening to the Legal Technology Review, and we'll see you in two weeks.